It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from somewhere in Sanctuary, this is episode 334 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. This episode is called Bobby Kotek Must Go. It is November 18, 2021, and this is Jen. Some of the things I'm going to mention in this episode might be very difficult to hear if you are someone who has been sexually assaulted or harassed. Just a heads up, you can skip it if you need to, that's okay, or if if you don't want to hear me read these things, there will be a list of every link that I that I use from every article in this that you can read, you know, if you choose to. Just a heads up. So obviously this is about uh, Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotek. And here we go. So it starts with the Wall Street Journal, which wrote an article about him on November 16, 2021. I should say we're recording this a day early than usual, so new stuff may pop up tomorrow, but you know, after I finished recording this, and I'll get to that whenever, if, if that happens. Uh, the title of the Wall Street Journal article is Activision CEO Bobby Kotek knew for years about sexual misconduct misconduct allegations at video game giant. And there's some stuff in here that's really hard to hear uh, for sensitive listeners, I suppose. So I'm going to skip over that, but basically um, I'll read a few articles, articles, a few paragraphs from the Wall Street Journal. As you can see, this has me all ticked off. So Activision had been thrown into turmoil in recent months by multiple regulatory investigations into alleged sexual assaults and mistreatment of female employees dating back years. Mr. Kotek has told, told directors and other executives he wasn't aware of many of the allegations of misconduct and has played down others, according to people familiar with the matter and internal documents. Those documents, which include memos, emails, and regulatory requests, and interviews with former employees and others familiar with the company, however, cast Mr. Kotek's response in a different light. They show that he knew about allegations of employee misconduct in many parts of the company. He didn't inform the board of directors about everything he knew. The interviewers and documents, interviews and documents show, even after regulators began investigating the incidents in 2018. Some departing employees who were accused of misconduct were praised on the way out, while their co-workers were asked to remain silent about the matters. This is just egregious, just that on its own. And then the Wall Street Journal goes into uh, some of the previous... I'm going to say lawsuits. Mr. Kotek has been subpoenaed in a Securities and Exchange Commission investigation into how the company handled reports of misconduct and disclosed them to the public. Um, and they want to know what he knew. There's also the California Department of Fair Employment Housing lawsuit that's going on still, as far as I know. And yeah, you know, there's another paragraph in here I'll read. The board of directors was blindsided by the California lawsuits allegations, including that an Activision employee, I'm not reading the rest of that here, sorry, uh, had something really bad happen to her sexually and then killed herself. 
I'll just put it that way. Uh, yeah, d- directors have questioned Mr. Kotek about what he knew and why he hadn't been better informed, these people said. He has told them any cultural issues were centered at the company's Blizzard Entertainment Unit, which he said he had resolved years earlier, these people said. Obviously, he was lying. He knew all this stuff. In a recent interview, Mr. Kotek described himself as transparent with the board and said he provides directors with as much information as they require and is appropriate. Uh-huh. All right. So then there's some uh, comments in here from someone trying to cover for him, which I will not read. Y'all know who Activision Blizzard is. So I don't need to read some of this here as well. The alleged examples of misconduct by Activision employees cited in this article haven't previously been reported, the Wall Street Journal wrote. So we're talking about Activision. This whole time, Bobby Kotek has been like, no, it's all on Blizzard's end. It's nothing to do with us. And Fran Townsend has reportedly said the same things. I'll get to that soon. Yeah. So there we are. And then we have, in August, Activision named a longtime employee, Jennifer O'Neill, to be Blizzard's co-head, making her the first woman to lead one of the company's business units. The following month, she sent an email to a member of Activision's legal team in which she professed a lack of faith in Activision's leadership to turn the culture around, saying, quote, it was clear that the company would never prioritize our people the right way. Ms. O'Neill said in the email she had been sexually harassed earlier at in her career at Activision and that she was paid less than her male counterpart at the helm of Blizzard and wanted to discuss her resignation. Quote, I have been tokenized, marginalized, and discriminated against, end quote, wrote Ms. O'Neill, who is Asian American and gay. She described a party for an Activision development studio she attended with Mr. Kotek around 2007, in which scantily clad women danced on stripper poles. At the same party, a DJ encouraged female attendees to drink more so the men would have a better time, according to another person who was present. And of course, Mr. Kotek doesn't remember that party at all. And it just goes on from there. And there's a lot of backpedaling and a lot of, you know, covering one's ass, apparently, that seems to be going on with this every time Kotek is provided the opportunity to respond. And there's just, there's a lot. There's a whole lot in here. Mr. Kotek approves high-profile hiring decisions and the exit and and pay packages of star developers, and he is typically aware of any major problems in each of Activision's 12 development studios and three major business units, according to people familiar with his leadership. Uh, A company spokeswoman uh, said some other cover-your-ass kind of stuff. Uh, Dan Bunting, co-head of Activision's Treyarch Studio, was accused by a female employee of sexually harassing her in 2017 after a night of drinking, according to people familiar with the incident. Activision's Human Resources Department and other supervisors launched an internal investigation in 2019, two freaking years later, and recommended that he be fired. But Mr. Kotek intervened to keep him, these people said. Mr. Bunting, who led Treyarch throughout the production of several successful Call of Duty games, was given counseling and allowed to remain at the company, these people said. So this is the kind of stuff that Kotek has been uh, involved in. And there's more in here. Somewhere in here, he, um, let's see... The Activision spokeswoman said the company immediately investigated the two assault reports after executives received the 2018 email and fired Mr. Paramento two months later. Who the heck is Mr. Paramento? He's not even mentioned before that. Okay, so that's what happened. Uh, She said that following the two incidents, the employee said she was too intoxicated to remember what happened and that Mr. Paramedo's recollection of the second encounter conflicted with the employee's report to to police. I kind of doubt that. 
I kind of doubt that. I think if you've been through something like that, you remember exactly what happened. Mr. Paramento did not respond to requests for comment. A spokesperson for his subsequent employer online game developer Zynga Inc. said it launched an internal investigation after questions from the Wall Street Journal and Mr. Paramento subsequently resigned. There's another one. The email that the accuser's lawyer sent Mr. Kotek also said another Sledgehammer employee, Edward Rorick, had been accused of sexual harassment. A female employee, I'm going to leave her name out so she doesn't get bombarded with hate on the internet, said in an interview that she complained to supervisors and human resources in 2017 about harassment by Mr. Rorick, including at a company party in which there was heavy drinking. He confirmed he was investigated for a harassment incident at an office party in 2017. He was given a two-week paid leave and allowed to remain at Activision in a different position. This is what Kotek's doing. This is what he's allowing under his leadership. You know, this is just terrible. Um, Continues on from there. There's an Equal Employment Opportunity Commission that's been investigating Activision since 2018. Uh, And it goes on and on. And uh, Mr. Kotek himself has been accused by several women of mistreatment, both inside and outside the workplace, and in some instances has worked to settle the complaints quickly and quietly, according to people familiar with the incidents and documents reviewed by the journal. In 2006, one of his assistants complained that he had harassed her, including by threatening in a voicemail to have her killed. According to people familiar with the matter, he settled the matter out of court, the people said. Um, the spokesperson has more garbage to tell us. Uh, in 2007, he was sued by the flight attendant on a private jet he co-owned. The flight attendant claimed the plane's pilot had sexually harassed her, and after she complained to the other owner, Mr. Kotek fired her. The defendants denied the allegation in a separate action related to legal fees in the case. An arbitrator, citing what he said was sworn testimony, wrote that Mr. Kotek told the flight attendant and her attorneys, I am going to destroy you. They settled by paying the flight attendant $200,000, according to the arbitrator's decision. In 2020, about 30 female employees who worked in Activision's eSports division wrote an email to their unit's leader saying that female employees had been subject to unwanted touching, demeaning comments, exclusion from important meetings, and unsolicited comments on their appearance. Mr. Kotek was aware of the email, according to people familiar with the matter. Uh, It just goes on and on. Former Blizzard Technology Chief Ben Kilgore faced multiple allegations of sexually harassing female staffers over the course of several years, according to people familiar with the matter. During a company investigation, Mr. Kilgore lied about whether he had a relationship with a lower-level employee. Some of these people said he was fired in 2018 in a move approved by Mr. Kotek. At that time, Mike Morhaime, the former head of Blizzard, sent an email to employees thanking Mr. Kilgore, quote, for his many contributions over the last four and a half years. The employees were taken aback by the praise, particularly given that they had been told not to discuss the circumstances of Mr. Kilgore's departure. It goes on and on. It just goes on and on. So that's the Wall Street Journal article. Now, the Wall Street Journal tends to hide things behind a paywall, but there is also someone has, and I have no idea who, uh, took the time to put it on archive.today so you can read it there, and I'll link everything in the show notes. And then we just, I'm just going to go through this really quickly. Apparently, Bobby Kotek tried to respond to the Wall Street Journal after that thing, which is why I read most of it, because this that part is the key for, to whatever you know all the other responses that end up in this thing here. Uh, He apparently sent a video to Activision Blizzard employees, which I'm not going to watch. Some people said it was kind of creepy and that he wasn't really blinking, which is kind of a strange occurrence. And there's, it's written out here as well. And it's one of these, you know, 
He wanted to reiterate his conviction and to create the most to create the most welcoming and inclusive workplace, which obviously he doesn't because he has a history of not doing that. It's a lie. Uh, there's another, is this the same message? Yeah, this is the same message out here as well um, that's on the Activision Blizzard website for all to see. There's, uh, let's see, I think this article is from Game Developer, and it's titled, Activision Blizzard Doubles Down on Kotech Defense in All Hands Meeting. And this is what they wrote. Activision Blizzard's continued defense of CEO Bobby Kotek extended to a live-streamed all-hands meeting in which leadership addressed pre-screened questions from staff. Game developer has learned. Sources speaking to game developer say that Activision Blizzard leadership continued to stand by Kotek in that internal call, which took place earlier this morning, and this morning would have been September, uh, November 17, uh, and tried to address employee concerns about yesterday's damning report via the Wall Street Journal. Members of the leadership team led the meeting itself and read and responded to pre-screened questions submitted by employees, though much of the meeting reiterated the company's defenses issued yesterday, probably the thing by Bobby Kotek. Employees learned two key revelations about how leadership has been managing the crisis. Multiple sources described the meeting to game developer and confirmed the following points were made. First, it was revealed that Activision Blizzard extended the company's Thanksgiving break to a full week after learning that the Wall Street Journal article would be published this week. This seems to indicate that Activision Blizzard was well aware of the journal's investigation and planned its defenses of Kotech and company leadership in advance. Second, employees who asked about if Activision Blizzard's zero-tolerance policy would apply to Kotech himself, given his alleged past actions, past actions at the center of the Wall Street Journal report, they were told that the company did not, quote, have evidence, end quote, of claims against him because they happened over a decade ago. Now, that sounds familiar because when these lawsuits started coming in from the California agencies and I think a federal one as well. Uh, the whole thing coming out of Activision was, no, none of this is ours. This is all Blizzard's problem, and it's from decades ago. And I think a letter from Fran Townsend said something about that this all happened years ago and is irrelevant. More on that when I, I'll get there. Keep that in mind, though. So that's what's going on. Um, the uh, Polygon just wrote an article titled, Bobby Kotek Must Resign. And it's referencing the Wall Street Journal article, as most everything else is here. So there's a, a reiteration of all the different lawsuits that are going on in this one, and I'll, I'll leave you to read that if you if you care to. IGN has an article. Former Blizzard co-lead Jen O'Neill says she was offered equal contract only after resigning. Now, you might remember, I think in the previous episode or one of the previous episodes of Shattered Soulstone, uh, I read to you what appeared to be a letter written from Jen O'Neill as she was leaving the company, and it kind of ended by saying she was doing the best thing for her family. There's question now of whether or not she wrote that thing, but I'm going to read you the IGN thing here. So amid yesterday's explosive allegations that CEO Bobby Kotek was aware for years of abuse at Activision Blizzard, additional reports emerged that former Blizzard co-lead Jennifer O'Neill wanted to resign in part due to issues that included being paid less than her male counterpart, Mike Ybarra. Now those two were supposed to be co- presidents of Blizzard. Yabara has now told Blizzard employees that he and O'Neill asked for pay parity together, but O'Neill says she was offered an equal contract only after resigning from the role, which is suspicious as all hell. 
Yesterday, Ybarra responded to allegations and internal messages separately confirmed by multiple Blizzard employees. The messages, screenshots of which were reviewed by IGN, were posted in a public Slack channel and directed to all Blizzard employees. This is what he wrote. Hello, Blizzard. Please see the email I sent this morning. I know many leaders plan to meet with their teams throughout the day. This is a difficult time for all of us, myself included. I've been asked and want to make it clear. Jen and I shared with management that we wanted to be paid the same to co-lead Blizzard together, Ybarra wrote. As a leader, equity is its, in its broadest sense is something I 100% stand behind. As a team, I share our desire for change and growth. I'm committed to fostering that with all of you to make Blizzard what we want it to be. I will be sending out a video shortly to all of Blizzard. Thank you and know that I am processing today's news and struggling in areas like many of you. When another employee expressed confusion as to why leadership would reject the request from Blizzard's two co-leads, Yubaro added additional context to his comments, quote, Jen and I were both on existing contracts. I ran Battle.net and online products, and she ran Vicarious Vision, so our pay was different. The first time both Jen and I were offered a new contract, it was the same across both for us and the new co-leader of Blizzard role, so our compensation was going to be different. It talks about the Wall Street Journal's article um, and an earlier report in which O'Neill was said to have sent a letter to Activision Blizzard's legal division a month after taking the role, alleging she was paid less than Ybarra while being, quote, tokenized, marginalized, and discriminated against, and then she tendered her resignation. Uh, however, O'Neill seemingly sought to clarify the situation further, adding details that Ybarra had not mentioned. In additional conversations viewed by IGN, where I'm reading this from, O'Neill responded forcefully to Ybarra's comments, saying she didn't want to be involved, quote, in a debate on Slack and that she hadn't received an equivalent offer until after she had tendered her resignation. So there's that. Okay. Now, why would you be cool with having two co-presidents who are supposed to be on equal footing have one be paid less than the other and the one that's being paid less just so happens to be a woman who is Asian and gay? Hmm, why would you do that? You know, it just sounds terrible. It really sounds terrible. And she obviously isn't putting up with that. So good for her. And then there's also one from Polygon that has pretty much the same thing. So you can pick whichever one of those you like better. Uh, Massively Overpowered has an article called Activision Blizzard's Bobby Kotek hit with new accusations. Jen O'Neill speaks up. Employees walk out. I'm going to figure the title is pretty clear as to what was going on, but you can read it if you want to. There's another one from Eurogamer. Activision Blizzard zero tolerance policy on harassment won't apply to Kotex, staff reportedly told, and that was at that all hands on meeting kind of thing. Yeah, employees were told, um, this is from the bottom of the article, employees were also told that the company's upcoming Thanksgiving break had been extended, something staff suspected was an attempt to dampen further criticism, but pressure on Kotex remains. As we learned last night, it is not just coming from those within Activision Blizzard. Jim Ryan, boss of PlayStation, reportedly expressed deep concern over this week's Activision Blizzard allegations. Quote, we do not believe their statements of response properly address the situation, Ryan told staff members in an unprecedented email. And a group of Activision Blizzard shareholders have asked for Kotex removal. And 150 staff members organized a workout or a, a walkout. Could actually be a workout depending on how far they had to walk to it. But um, it was a walkout, a second walkout that happened. VCG has another thing about the zero tolerance policy not applying to Kotex. And then we have the Wall Street Journal. So this is, a, uh, I'm sorry, then we have the, the Washington Post. So it has hit the Wall Street Journal and the Washington Post, two companies that are not necessarily known for following things about gaming companies. So this is big stuff going on here, clearly. This is what the Washington Post had to say about it. Activision Blizzard employee stage walkout demand CEO step 
down. And I'll just read you a little bit of this. Employees at beleaguered video game company Activision Blizzard walked out Tuesday after details emerged in the Wall Street Journal report that CEO Bobby Kotek knew about sexual misconduct claims at the company and didn't inform his board of directors for years. The total number of employees participating in the walkout is unclear. Staff in attendance counted approximately 110 people in front of the company's Irvine, California campus as of 12.46 p.m. Pacific time. One current employee estimated that about 200 people are participating. In an internal video message uh, Tuesday morning, Kotek responded to the news telling employees that there's an article today that paints an inaccurate and misleading view of our company, of me personally and our leadership. Anyone who doubts my conviction to be the most welcoming, inclusive workplace doesn't really appreciate how important this is to me. It's important to him to keep his job and his money is what I think. I don't think he cares. There's so many examples of him just blowing off all the stuff that he claims to care about. So I don't think anybody should feel sorry for Kotek at this point. Um, A number of Activision Blizzard employees declared on Twitter that they would stop working Tuesday in protest. I think that happened at the previous uh, walkout as well. They advanced several demands, including that Kotek be replaced as CEO and the company undergo a review by a worker-appointed third party. Now, there were four things that a better ABK was asking for. They got three of those things. I don't think they got that fourth one. I can't remember if they did. I don't think that they're getting that right now. So... The, Wall Street, uh, the Washington Post is reporting that accurately at that point in time. Yeah, those who work from home plan to pause work to join in solidarity with employees who are meeting up at noon Pacific time in front of the Irvine campus in a physical walkout. This is the second employee walkout the company has seen in the past four months. Yeah, so there definitely was a walkout and there's more details in the article, but it's huge that the Wall Street Journal is... I'm sorry, the Wall Street Journal and the Washington Post are talking about this. In addition, the Washington Post has another article called Group of Activision Blizzard Shareholders Joins Call for CEO Bobby Kotek's Resignation. If you've pissed off your shareholders, you're sunk, in my opinion. That's typically what happens with companies. They'll replace you. A day after Activision Blizzard employees staged a walkout and called for the resignation of CEO Bobby Kotek and several other executives, a group of Activision Blizzard shareholders with a total of 4.8 million shares is similarly asking for the company's CEO resignation in a letter to the company's board of directors. The walkout and the letter from shareholders follows the Wall Street Journal article. In addition to asking Kotek to resign, the group of shareholders is calling for the board's two longest-serving directors, Brian Kelly and Robert Morgado, to retire by December 31st. Kelly is chairman of the Activision Blizzard Board of Directors, and Morgado serves as lead independent director. The Activision Blizzard Board of Directors responded to the journal's article Tuesday, saying it remained, quote, confident in Bobby Kotek's leadership. I don't know who wrote that, but that doesn't sound right. Not if you're thinking about your employees at all. I mean, holy cow, this is a mess. Shareholders said in the letter that if Kotek, Kelly, and Mordago don't step down, they would not vote for the re-election of the current directors on the board at the next annual shareholder meeting in June, and they would urge other shareholders to follow. The SOC chose to call for Kelly and Morgado's resignations as they are the two longest standing members of the board, the group told the Washington Post, with Kelly serving since 1995 and Morgado since 1997. After the new revelations, it's clear that the current leadership repeatedly failed to uphold a safe workplace, a basic function of their job, SOC Executive Director Dieter Wasenager said in an interview. Activision Blizzard needs a new CEO, board chair, and lead independent director with the expertise, skill set, and conviction to truly change the company's culture. We need to really have a reset button on the board. Activision Blizzard did not respond with a comment. So there's that. 
Um, the letter was also signed by Australian Retail Fund Future Super, Canada Group's NEI Investments and Shareholder Association for Research and Education, which uh, the acronym is SHARE, and an Australian Fund for Women uh, called Verve Super. And so this is a lot. The SOC Investment Group, which is based in D.C., communicates with companies on behalf of union pension funds. In this case, those funds own about 3.8 million shares in Activision Blizzard, a small fraction of the game company's total shares of roughly 779 million. These shareholders are dwarfed by Activision Blizzard's top investors. The investment management company Vanguard holds over 64 million shares, and BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager, holds 58 million. Vanguard and BlackRock both declined to comment. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's that. Kotaku has an article called Let's Meet the Board Members Supporting Besieged Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotek, and it names names throughout this. I'll just read you a couple. There's a person named Rovetta Bowers, one of only two women on the 10-person board. She's on other stuff as well, and she is reporting, or she is apparently supporting Bobby Kotek. Casey Wasserman, chairman of and CEO of his own company, is on a bunch of different things. He's supporting Kotek. Peter Nolan, described as a money man who has for decades worked in executive positions in banking and investments, is also supporting Kotek. Barry Meyer, formerly the chairman of Warner Brothers, where he had worked from 1971 to 2013, while also serving on some other stuff. He's also on board for the Human Rights Watch and the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco. He supports Kotek. Brian Kelly is an Activision lifer, according to Kotaku, having been with the company since 1991. Along with Kotek, he founded the Call of Duty Endowment and is also, quote, a trustee of New York Presbyterian Hospital and some other stuff. Uh, he's supporting Kotech. Don Ostroff, the only other woman on the board, works at Spotify, but is a co-founder, also a co-founder at Condé Nast, and she's supporting uh, Kotech. Robert Mordago, who I think the shareholders were asking to, to kick out, is also supporting Kotech. Robert Cordy, he's a public accountant, worked at a bunch of things. He's supporting Kotech. And Heinrich Hartog III, formerly an Activision marketing guy. His day job involves running the private equity firm Brinward Partners, which was founded by his dad. He's also supporting Kotex. So if you want to pressure any of those guys, if they have a Twitter account or something, maybe you should mention the Wall Street Journal article or something, or tag it, or whatever, or ignore them, whatever you want to do. Bloomberg's got a couple of real quick articles here. PlayStation chief criticizes Activision's response to the crisis. To the crisis. <laughs> crisis is a lot of things at this point. I guess that's the easiest way to sum it up in a headline. Uh, in an email to employees reviewed by Bloomberg, uh, PlayStation chief Jim Ryan admonished, uh, uh, linked to the Wall Street Journal's report on Tuesday, he wrote that he and his leadership were, quote, disheartened and frankly stunned to read, end quote, that Activision, quote, has not done enough to address a deep-seated culture of discrimination and harassment. We outreached to Activision immediately after the, the article was published to express our deep concern and to ask how they plan to address the claims made in the article. He wrote, we do not believe their statements of response properly address the situation. So that's a big deal. That's PlayStation. So if PlayStation decides, you know what, I don't want to have any connection with Activision Blizzard anymore because of all of this stuff, all those games will probably right, be right the heck off PlayStation. And in addition to that, uh, the Xbox chief, Phil Spencer, um, also has a comment. Uh, Microsoft Corps, this is also from Bloomberg, by the way, Microsoft Corps head of Xbox says he's evaluating all aspects of our relationship with Activision Blizzard and making ongoing pro proactive adjustments in the light of the recent revelations at the video game publisher. Um, so if 
if that goes down, if they're not happy, you know, if both uh, Xbox and PlayStation are not happy with what's going on at Activision Blizzard, all those Activision Blizzard games could disappear from consoles, which means less people will be buying them. Let's see, Wowhead's got an article about pretty much the same thing I just said. And here's a damning one from Kotaku. This is titled, Bobby Kotek actually wrote Fran Townsend's deranged company-wide email. You may remember uh, she wrote this thing about, I don't know exactly what it was. I can't remember now, but it wasn't good. It wasn't portraying anyone in a good light. She signed it. And then the next day, Bobby Kotek basically eviscerated her publicly to... um, about it saying it was one of the most tone-deaf oblivious pieces of executive hand-waving you'll ever see it was sent right in the middle of allegations that shook a major publisher to its core and led to a number of high-profile filings and resignations dragging both activision and blizzard's name through the mud for much of 2021 that's from kotaku it turns out bobby kotak wrote that he did he wrote that he wrote that and made her sign it So she got all the harassment and he apparently had the ability to try and, you know, look like the good guy in this, which he, I don't think ever came across as the good guy in this. So yeah. Um, And Kotaku caught something in the uh, Wall Street Journal article that I missed that it was in fact Bobby Kotak who wrote the thing that was attributed to Fran Townsend. Now I'm not standing up for Fran Townsend because she's got a lot of problems as well, but she didn't write that thing. She just was forced to sign it. So that sucks too, but I'm not standing up for her in any way. Um, yeah, the uh, Wall Street Journal says that uh, Kotek, who quote, approves most internal company-wide emails as well as media responses, drafted the email himself. He then directed that it be sent under Townsend's name, likely because she was one of the few women executives at a company run predominantly by men. So he did that. He did that too. This is like, I can't imagine putting up with somebody like this in a workplace. I wouldn't do it. I'd be like, I'm out of here. But a lot of people don't have the advantage of just leaving a job if it's paying good. But I mean, honestly, all these things about Bobby Kotek, I mean, he definitely has to go. They need somebody better. In a sad note, uh, Girls Who Code, which is an organization that teaches girls to code, they had a partnership with Blizzard and Activision, and they wrote a piece on Medium, which is not under a paywall. Some stuff on Medium is, this one is not, and it's titled An Update on Girls Who Code's Partnership with Activision Blizzard. Girls Who Code has partnered with Activision Blizzard on our summer immersion program since 2018. However, following recent revelations about allegations of assault, harassment, and a toxic work environment throughout the company, we have decided to end our partnership. Our priority has always and will be to stand up for women and other underrepresented groups in tech and ensure that they are given the support and stability they need to actively thrive as they pursue a career in computer science. The news about Activision proves that our priorities are fundamentally misaligned. We cannot, in good conscience, continue to work with a company that is so antithetical to our own values. And it goes on from there. You can read it. I'll put it in the show notes. Since the, I think Wall Street Journal said there was like 200 people participating in the walkout, Axios uh, reported that over 800 Activision Blizzard employees have been calling for Kotex resignation, probably as part of the walkout. Uh, There's a picture of people at the walkout in this particular article. So, um, yeah, there's there's a lot. And it reiterates a lot of the stuff that I've already said, but it's there. 
Uh, Polygon, more than 1,000 Activision Blizzard workers sign a petition to drop CEO Bobby Kotek. And the petition says, uh, we, the undersigned, no longer have confidence in the leadership of Bobby Kotek as the CEO of Activision Blizzard. It also says the information that has come to light about his behaviors and practices in the running of our companies runs counter to the culture and integrity we require of our leadership and directly conflicts with the initiative started by our peers. We ask that Bobby Kotek remove himself as CEO of Activision Blizzard and that shareholders be allowed to select the new CEO without the input of Bobby, who we are aware owns a substantial portion of the voting rights of shareholders. So there's that. Um, ABK, uh, better ABK on Twitter, says we have just passed over 1K signatures on that particular thing. Um, over 500, uh, you know, it's it's been uh, ABK employees and contractors, so there are over 1K signatures on that. A little while later, they've also got one you can sign uh abk tweeted we have had several people reaching out and asking if what they can do to be an active supporter of abk workers alliance as employees move to sign a petition calling for the removal of bobby kotek we call for our supporters to sign a petition of their own and there's a petition you can sign called remove bobby kotek from activision blizzard and uh there's a link to it they have at this moment 4293 signatures on that one I think this one goes back to the Washington Post, which I've already talked about. And there is a fantastic video, video from Talison and Evatil about this whole thing, which I recommend you watch. Uh, I believe they go over it quicker and better than maybe I'm doing here. And one of the things that got noticed in there that I missed was uh, Talison noted that maybe since uh, Bobby Kotek wrote the thing and made uh, Fran Townsend sign it, Perhaps the happy, you know, oh, I'm so happy about going to make games again and I'm doing what's best for my family that Jen O'Neill reportedly wrote. Maybe she didn't write that either. Maybe he wrote that. You know, if he's done it once, he'll probably do it again. And the last thing I have, just so we don't all go away from this episode in complete misery, is there is a Diablo 2 Resurrected Patch 2.3 highlights, and it's coming soon. This was posted today on the 18th. So here's what they're doing. I'll read you a little bit of that, just so you have something to look forward to and might make you not completely rage quit all of Blizzard's games, which I don't know. Sometimes I think about it. I really do. Um, So this is part of the... uh, patch notes. Well, not really patch notes, but notes that are about the patch that will be coming soon. It's written by Blizzard Entertainment. Uh, For the past two months, brave adventurers have clashed with fearsome foes from the realms of Sanctuary to the Burning Hells, slaying and looting their way to victory. At this time, in this time, we've seen significant improvements in decreasing queue times as players now, on average, wait less than 60 seconds to enter Sanctuary and get in-game. As our team continues to work and make further optimizations to our game servers, we've also been listening closely to our community and absorbing feedback from our players. We'd like to take this opportunity to highlight a couple of new features our team has been working on to level up the player experience in Diablo 2 Resurrected. These features will officially be introduced in early December when patch 2.3 goes live. This update will also be accompanied by many bug fixes and other improvements which will be detailed upon release of the patch. So here's what they're doing. I'll just read just some pieces of it and you can read it later for if you want everything. Offline difficulty scaling and in parentheses it says slash players 8 
This feature from the original PC game is now coming to console platforms. For solo offline players who want to scale the game difficulty as well as the rewards up to eight players, your wish is being granted. To use this feature, players simply need to open their settings menu, go to game settings tab, then offline, adjust the scaling slider, and, and you can do this too. Uh, in the offline single player experience, the default player setting is one, so you will be able to scale the difficulty anywhere between the range of one and eight. So you can have other offline players in your game. Uh, the next one is keyboard and mouse quick cast and active skill bindings option. Currently, players use spells and abilities with the keyboard and mouse by clicking the right and left mouse buttons. This means that players only have access to two abilities at any given time. Most advanced players use the function keys F1 through F12 to remap the right and left mouse buttons if they want to swap their abilities on the fly. This means that you, if you want to use an ability that isn't currently mapped to one of your mouse buttons, you'll need to hit the function key that you have mapped to a different skill and then click the mouse button to use it. When we brought controller support to Diablo 2 Resurrected, players gained immediate access to up to 12 buttons. When a player presses any of the face buttons or triggers that they have mapped to an ability, they instantly use them. Diablo 3 uses this same method and has become the expectation for most controller interfaces in action role-playing games. Um, and so they're they're bringing that in. Players can now opt to use the active skill bindings bar. This will show an additional bar above the standard HUD at the bottom of the screen. You can map up to 16 skills, although the, the tooltip suggests F1 to 8 that to that additional bar. Furthermore, if the quick cast skills option is active, pressing those buttons will instantly use the abilities rather than just remap the right or left mouse buttons. There's also accessibility and graphical improvements, like uh, UI improvements. Um, this is basically just making things look better. And uh, it is been done uh, to it's been added to exemplify what uh, what players are muted or ignored which is interesting um, so it's got three characters standing in a row here and two of them have these like fiery little X's going around them I'm assuming that means they've been muted or ignored uh, I guess I, I haven't run into that I play solo so I don't know maybe that's a problem um, additionally the characters level and expansion type will now be revealed on the lobby screen uh, they also made improvements to changing the target channel when sending a chat message so it's clearer and more straightforward. And lastly, players will now be able to see the real ID names of Battle.net real ID friends on their friends list. There's some gameplay improvements, including audio and graphical in improvements. Uh, and then the PTR and future updates. In the coming weeks, Diablo 2 Resurrected will be launching its first ever public test realm, PTR, a special realm where we can test balance, fix bugs, and other enhancements we make to the game. If you're listening to this this podcast you've probably already been in ptrs for like diablo 3 and other things so you kind of know what that is but there's one coming for diablo 2 resurrected and that's where i'm going to end this and hope that by the time i do another show things will be better with activision blizzard i don't know if they can work that fast on it but i still truly believe that bobby kotek needs to go and i'm not alone in that and if you're unsure about what to think about it, I'll stick all of this stuff into the show notes and you can read to your heart's content and make your own decisions. And that's where I'm going to close out this episode. You have been listening to episode 334 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Come join us in-game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, at least in Diablo 3, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as at the Shattered Soulstone website. Thank you for listening. Yeah.